Welcome to this week's episode of Urbane Legends, the internet podcast about mysteries, cryptids, robots, and all kinds of jazz. Uh, I am oil man, Chris Big Daddy Flynn, and with me, as always, is horse detective, Mr. Neil Herbert. How are we going? I'm good, Neil. How's, how are you doing? Did you have a nice breakfast? Yeah, yeah. What did you have? Um, I it's caught, caught you on the hop there. <laughs> I don't, no, sorry, I just wondered whether that was being related to horses somehow. No, not yet. Egg, egg white omelettes. Um, yeah, with what some, did you do yeah. with the yolks? Bin them. Um, I fed them to the horses. Fed them to the other horses. Yeah. Right. Okay. Nice. I don't actually know. Sorry, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> I'm a horse detective, aren't I? No, I'm yes. not. I'm not. Baby. And that can mean that can mean yeah. what you want it to. I was thinking of kind of a Mister Red style situation where you're a horse who's also a detective, but you could be you, a detec- I, you could be a detective of horses. I thought I was solving um, horse related crimes. Let's crimes. let's go with that then. Let's go with that. So, what kind of a uh, horse related crimes are you going after? Is it kind of doping at the stables for horse? Do you work for the jockey club, or is it more kind of murder? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, you would be amazed at the um, the high incident of horse murder that goes on in this country. What horses murdering horses, or yeah. horse on yeah. horse crime? Yeah. Horse on horse crime. Yeah, it's shocking. Well, the any... problem is because you know you, you're a young racehorse, you're making quite a bit of money. You get a streak mm. of arrogance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So you so is it? You put out to pasture with all you know as many fillies as you like and all that business. You know, you start getting a bit of a. Oh, what? So, is it, is it kind of horses that they grew up with, kind of going after them? Because well, it can, yeah, it can be. You know, maybe, maybe some, or, or some just, young foal from back think, in the day. Yeah, exactly. Maybe crossed. That's the weird. It's yeah. Um, or do You're going in for the Grand National next thing you know? Is a, yeah. Yeah, or do or is it that some of them think they're above the law because of all the all the adulation they get? Well, too much, too young. You might say. Well, they the can special, be. I mean, the specials you know, you, might say. If your mates with the likes of Frankie Tatori, people will look the other way. Man, what do you get up to? You know. Oh God, some of the stuff you've got he a nose bag to. full of cocaine. That's a yeah. People look the other way if you're a Grand National champion. <laughs> Shocking behaviour. Okay, and I suppose also um, the, the the thing about kind of with um, where they got to jump over the fences. I forget what it's called. Um, like, um, oh yeah. Yeah, whatever. I should probably know being a horse detective, shouldn't I? But oh, well, I mean, you're not. You're, steeple, you know, steeple chase, is it? Yeah, steeple, steeple chase. I suppose the amount of yeah. horses that get Fred Dignery hit, was a famous one. He used to get the get shot after kind of falling over and stuff. Like it's pretty pretty violent world they they kind of yeah, live yeah. in, isn't it? So you sometimes can deliberately take the jockey out at the same time. You know. Yeah, good. Wouldn't you? Tragic accident. Mm, maybe not. Well, if you're gonna get, if you're maybe, gonna get, maybe that jockey got a little you, bit too. Up if you're gonna get shot for breaking your leg, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you might as well just take, yeah, you might as well take as many out as take you can. Take as many humans you? out as you can. Yeah. yeah, of course you fucking would. I'd, I'd strap myself. I'd wear a suicide vest. <laughs> yeah, would you? Yeah, yeah. If I was a horse. Um, okay, so uh, what's the most recent one you've been you've been uh, looking into? Can you say? 
Well, I've got, I can't, I can't reveal too many details, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's to say that, um, I've got my eyes on the, um, you know, it didn't come out in the book spare, but I'm investigating something the Royals might have been up to. I see, because the Queen's heavily yeah. involved, isn't it, in, in horse yeah. racing? Well, how do you think the Royals made their money? Horse racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think there was follow the money, Chris. That's the thing. There was rumours abound that they made their money in a Back to the Future style thing, where one of them got an almanac from the future, wasn't there? And well, I mean, we, we don't fully know. I'm going to the, you know, we're trying to look for the heart of this because. You know, you remember we used to have lots of different variety of kings and queens, and now it's all just one, isn't it? We've just gone down to the Windsors have taken over. Yeah. What was um? What's the name of one of the young ones who's like Williams, Sumps, or Charles? What are they called? I can't remember. William. Know, let's call him Eugenie or something like that. I think that's one of um. What's the faces? No, uh, what has he got? No, is it? Oh, oh I don't know what they call. I don't Colin, know. We'll call him Colin for now. Yeah. A place Rupert I'll... might be better, but yeah. Yeah, so maybe one of Colin or Rupert gets yeah. gets involved with a Christopher Lloyd style doc and goes back to the future, maybe to try and sort of Diana thing, I'm speculating, but ends up leaving an almanac and that's how and then with all the horse racing. Well he wants to go back in time to save his mother and mm. needs to get a Shire horse that can run forty four miles an hour and that's what in a lightning storm activates the time travel device. Right. That's time travelling pony. That's um, it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it all, all, all adds up to me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds incredible, but uh, incredibly mm. stupid, but, you know. There we go. And, of course, there's... One of the leads where they take you. There's kind of cold cases, like, I think something happened to a horse called Shergar or something, or was that just a good horse? I don't really know a lot about yeah. horse racing now. When, when Red Rum got um, Red Rum, down in the, um, you know, got, the, um, the, the, the East Coast, East Coast, the the East Coast West yeah. Coast thing. Yeah, when it was Basically. it was in that two pack video. That scene in Brighton Rock where they all kick off during the Brighton races. It's true. True. We read that we read Brighton Rock in school. Did you? They're not a yeah. bad book. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I like a bit of Graham Graham. Yeah. I do, yeah. What's your favourite Graham Green book then? I would probably Mr. say Mr. Reader. Uh The Quiet American. Oh, okay. Very good movie as well. Brendan Fraser and uh, Michael Caine. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Cool. Okay. Well, um, it sounds like it's. Is it well paid? The the detective work. Yeah. You know, it's um, you do it for love, not for money. I'll say that much. But uh, you can have a good. You can have a good payday when you. You know. Yeah. If you. You crack the case. How do you get the nickname Big Daddy Flynn? Um, Is that from your extensive supplies of? I mean, what sort of oils are we talking about? Like fossil fuels or? just, you know. <laughs> essential oils. Yeah. Oh, I am Big Daddy Flynn. You can call me Big Daddy. I've come to you with the most essential oils on the market. I've oh, got nice. lavender, sandalwood, vanilla. We smell to get well. That's what we say. I've got any tea tree oil because I've got this light. Rack. I've got tea tree oil up the wazoo, boy. You don't want to put it there. They don't call me. Get that teacher all up the wazoo. It'll be good for what ails you. Fair enough. Man, this boy is so dumb he could drop his hat three times and not hit the floor. What would you recommend for somebody with, uh, with you know, like a, a really awful rash? And I won't mention where it is. I would know, put to ease discomfort and to, to also hopefully clear it up. 
Personally, I would say the oil of the rose petal. Mm -hmm. Not only will it bring out the venom of your appendage, but it will also leave a nice scent for your neighbors or family relations who may be hanging around you during this time of sickness. They, they do get exposed to it quite often, so that's, <laughs> that'll be handy. Yeah, that'll, that'll come in well. But I might expect, but... Uh... Oh, okay. No, no, boy, you, you sound like my kind of boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought about coming over to Texas Anna? Well, potentially. Let's see what the, if there's, a, there's an offer going up there. We'll get you in a bath of oil, boy. Nice. You'll come out smooth like the day you's bone. Well, there's a boast. I assume these are competitively uh, priced. Don't you worry about the price, boy. <laughs> If you invest in yourself, then you'll never lose money. Reassuring words there. So, <laughs> any, 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 any you like to plug for the listeners? No, just the oils. You can go to chrisbigdaddyflynn.org. It's an angel fire website where you can find all my oils, unguents, and potions. And if you, and if you give the code. Urban Legends at the checkout, you'll get a 10% discount. Excellent. Well, I think everyone will be, should be heading off there. We better we better start the podcast before they all, all head off to... Uh... Well, I'll be going now, boy. That's good. I'm see you not soon. sure how much more of that accident I can take. Goodbye <laughs> now, boy. Yep, see ya. Oh, who was he, Neil? He seemed like an interesting character. You know the curve from KFC? He's gone mental yeah. and started selling essential oils. Like Kellogg did. Yeah, I just humoured him for a bit and then uh, yeah, fair enough. got rid of him as quickly was as he possible. Was he trying to get you to put tea drawer up your anus again? Yeah. Uh, Not the last time. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, like so Agent Orange up there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> speaking of um, anuses, what are we talking about today, Neil? Right, so we are going to... The Legend of the Parson and the Clark. So, oh, that's, that sounds very twee. It is a little bit. I mean, we're heading to, uh, to, to the southwest of England. That's home to King Arthur, Stonehenge, Glastonbury Tour, and the Hairy Hands of Devon. Mm. And Devon, yeah. in fact, is where we're going to head off to today. It's and a piece of Bobbin Moor. Indeed. It's a very, very spiritual zone of the UK. Yes. Perhaps our, our urban legend of the East. Yeah, maybe. Oh. I've also... got a few. And also an area of the UK which doesn't listen to the podcast because they've got their own ones in pr presumably Cornish language. Well, they just, like, have a pair of tins connected by string and they just shout at each other through that, yeah. I, I would assume. I would assume so. So what I'm saying a, a is... lovely people, but not, you know... Fuck off, you grockle. It's not, <laughs> not, not where we go for our scientists at all. Nah, it's not true. Good folk. Uh, oh, they didn't listen, did they? So who cares? No, exactly. Um, That's why I was letting you know early. Yeah, the two gaps in the world market for us are Chicago and the West Country. Oh, I've got to go in Chicago and Djibouti. Oh, I know, I know, I know. We've tried, tried billboards all over the capital, but still, oh. it's we'll just try, got we'll try and bullet holes in them. Hot dog park There's got to be an urban legend about them. I oh, they that funny pizza as well, don't they? Oh, Chicago. Yeah. Mm. It's like a deep dish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's quite tasty. It looks horrible. Oh, yeah, it's just basically having like a... a... I mean, I like the Chicago Town pizzas, which aren't like proper Chicago pizzas. They're the microwave pizzas that you have when hungover. But, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's basically like... It it kind of just basically looks like a tart. Yeah, well, no, you just... You basically baked a big quiche and you shove the pizza Mm. inside and then poured a load of tomato on top. Good Mm. fair play to you. Well, yes. Got a culinary endeavour I can get behind. Yeah, there you go. I imagine it'd be messy eating that. Hmm? Imagine it'd be messy to eat. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Can you just go and wash yourself off in, like, Superior or whichever one it's on? Fair enough. Anyway, we're not in Chicago today. We're in Devon. The Chicago of Europe. Yes, very much the Chicago of the southwest Hmm. of the UK. Um, So I think I'm going to go with Devon Live today is our newspaper of choice. The local paper, the local people. Hello, um, welcome to Devon Life. Well, actually, no, I'm, I'm not. We've heard of a, heard a traffic build-up in Taunton. I'm not, actually. I'm going to go with Dawlish Tail. I'm going to go with the Dawlish Nub News. I'm going to go even more local for local people. Dawlish? Um, Dawlish for... Nub News. So this Nub is... News? What? I don't I don't know what to tell you, Chris. What, I, assume, I, assume it's, I assume it's non-grockle for, yeah, N-U-B. Well, it's Nub probably... News? Nub, N-U-B. What? So Dawlish is an area in Devon. Yeah. Which is where our story takes place. Okay. Nub, I don't know what that is. I don't know what a nub is. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. I'm I'm already confused. Maybe it's the nub of Devon, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't that be like Plymouth or something? Exeter? Could be. don't know. Wells? No, that's just no let's, let's not dwell on that anymore. It is what it is. It's the Dawlish Nub News, and okay. it's entitled Dawlish Tales, The Legend of the Past and the Clark by Will Goddard. Okay. Okay. William Goddard, isn't that a famous person? Uh, famous writer or something? William Goddard or a politician? Don't know. It's not It's not this one. I think it just has the same name. No, I don't. I think this is just a local um, journalist. Yeah. He, he's, he's, I mean, he's writing about formations of rock, so... Oh, okay. I, I don't think he's a... So he's embellished your story a bit, but hopefully it won't be too different from what you know. Um, don't know anything at the moment, Will, but uh, thanks for, for letting me know. Um, so on the coast between Dawlish and Tainmouth, there is a mm. section in the cliffs that appears to be a face. And perhaps it is, if you believe the local legends. Mm. It's called The Parson and the Clark, after the story of the same name from the Victorian era. Now, this story is a cautionary tale about greed. Oh dear! Well, you better you better listen up. Well, yeah, well, it's a good it's a good good time for that, isn't it? Our uh, our current government's chairman's just been uh, yeah hoisted <laughs> out for. Uh, uh, so William Goddard, just just so you know, was an early American patriot publisher and printer. So I've probably heard it on the dollop or something. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Took... There's a William Goodman, I think. He's just something to do with like a movie critic. Anyway, I'm not sure. Um, okay, well, there you go. William. Greed is good. Continue. Yes, greed is good for one. So, permitting him a grisly end. So the tale is: once upon a time, the Bishop of Exeter fell ill. So, uh... syphilis. <laughs> I mean, they didn't Remember. say, but you'd, you'd have to think. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah. As people want to do then, he decided the holiday in a seaside town to restore his strength was needed, and the town he chose was Dawlish. 
Where was he, sorry? Exeter. So he's the Bishop of Exeter. Which is by the sea. It's a port. <laughs> well, I mean, he obviously, you know, change is as good as a rest, Chris. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you have a change and a rest, then... Right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, you know, I'm, I'm reading out the facts of the story here for you, Chris. I yeah, no, I'm, I'm not criticising you, Neil. I'm criticising the syphilitic Bishop of Exeter. Yeah. Well, he's got, he's got tertiary syphilis, isn't he? What the fuck's going on? Disease. We're lucky he didn't try and start his own army or something. It was the fact that he's just gone from one seaside town to another. Look, I'm going to... Uh, do you know what? I'll, didn't I'll, try I'll, to excommunicate his whole flock or something. I'll be fair, Exeter... So I thought it was by the sea. It's got... It, the river, which is in Exeter, opens, say, in, opens into the sea. It's about two miles from the sea. So okay. fair, fair enough. So, so you've heard there, you know. I mean, he could yeah. have gone... There was probably, a, a you know, another place... But, you know, he might, he might have been on holiday down to Denver before, and he's like, oh, I love Dawlish. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Yeah, well, it's close. It's close to Exeter. It's yeah. it's near a seaside resort. There you go. So it made perfect sense. It did make perfect sense Not now. feeling well. You know, that's where he wants to go. My, he might even got a boat down there. Boop, boop. He might have done. You never know. Maybe some smugglers got him in. Into <laughs> the, the country he was party. already in. Yeah, well, you know. Can't <laughs> yeah. help themselves to smuggle anything. <laughs> Cheese, cider, bishops. Don't worry about it. How, how much? So I think. So just um, talking of smuggling. Yeah. Obviously, there's a big problem in the UK at the moment with people of. Uh, I say big problem, an overblown problem of people in small boats trying to get to the UK from France illegally. Yeah. Um, if the Conservatives win the next general election. Do you think there's going to be a problem going the other way with British people trying to illegally enter Europe to get away from the UK? Yeah, well, I don't know if you ever saw that film Doomsday where they kind of like no. um, built up a, a big wall with guns on it to keep the Scots out. I feel like it's going to be very much the other way around, but just with um, a wall surrounding England with guns just on the inside, you're not allowed to leave. That, that, okay. That's that's phase three of Brexit, I believe. In, so stage two, they, they get rid of all of our rights and then it just yeah. becomes a, a massive Amazon warehouse. Okay. Well. <clears throat> so we can facilitate delivery. To not the southeast, obviously, but the rest of the country. No, no, no. They have to be some holiday homes and you've got to keep Parliament out of it as well. Well, right? service industry. We'll be relocated, obviously. Brighton okay. will be nuked, presumably, as an example huh? to it. Brighton will be nuked, presumably, as an example to others. Brighton will be annexed. Yeah. By Amsterdam. Become the, uh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be all right. Fingers crossed. Come, come back and have another crack at taking Sober Dutch. You got down the Thames last time. I think uh, you know, Brighton will probably welcome your benevolent role. I mean, I mean, that's how we did for our last Royals, wasn't it? We got in old uh, William of Orange. Mm. He came from uh, from Holland, didn't he? I believe. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah, so he's taking a, a holiday in a seaside town to recover himself. And then there's a young clergyman down there called the Parson. Oh, right. Here called the Parson. He's just a Parson, basically. I don't know. So these um, are two. These are two men of the cloth. Two men of the cloth. Yeah. Oh, Jesus battle what, then. What might happen? Um, there's a lot of unresolved know. sexual tension between. Them, so <laughs> well, how's it going to resolve itself? Well, we'll find out, won't we? Well, no, because it's not that actually. Because basically, this clergyman. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how the whole kind of like thing works in the church. How they promote? Mm. He's come down to Devon because he's feeling ill. I mean, I don't know how. I well, he was bishop... already in Devon. Who's in Exeter? No, he's in Exeter. So he's bishop Which in Exeter. is in Devon. And I assume his bishop, bishop Forrick or whatever you call it, 
or diocese or whatever it yeah. is, his area of control wouldn't assume yeah. over Devon as well, I wouldn't have thought. Maybe it does. Yeah. Well, Exeter, the Bishop of Exeter's in charge of Devon as well. Yeah, because Exeter, well, quite, well, possibly. I mean, Exeter's like the biggest town in Devon. Yeah, okay. It's the biggest city. So maybe, maybe he, maybe he rules all over all of, all of that. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, so this young clergyman, he's like, well, if he, if he drops dead, then I'm, I might be in for, uh, for his job here. Well, that's overly ambitious if you're just a parson. Well, that's what you think, isn't it? Got to make your way up through the, through the ranks. He's a feisty lad, though. He's, he's going, he's going for it. Well, like, get, I mean, it's very much like he's like Rocky going for the world championship, isn't he? He's just gonna, you know, yeah, he's been maybe praying. He's been sort of you you're know, talking about Rocky a lot, recently. lifting up and down. Have you been watching Rocky or something? <laughs> it just popped into my head. Mm. Why not? Why not? Okay, you've glossed over. I was going to do my religious montage to the tune of Rocky there, but well, go for it. That's nah, the moment now, but it's um. <laughs> Space is only me who found that amusing. So, um, so you got one with this guy, the clerk, to check in on the sickly bishop, likely making sure his health kept failing further. Mm. So it's mm. got a bit I Claudius now. Yeah. Would you mm. like a tincture of mercury, mm. sir? A little more quicksilver? Mm. Oh, well, I don't know if I should give you any more milk of the poppy. <laughs> You wonder. So one night, a terrible storm gripped the Devon coast and they lost their way on the Howden Hills. <laughs> the parson said to the clerk, be damn with thee. I'd rather have the devil himself be here than me with thee. I like the fact that he's done a real sort of um, Roddy Doyle thing and or whatever and he's kind of like uh, thrown in a bit of a vernacular into his mm. story here. I'd rather have the devil here with the, than be there with thee. With thee. Yeah. You've done, you've done the accent, that sounds better. Right, um, now, what do you, now what do you think next? So, a man... Sudden, up. Well, think, just then, a man dressed all in black rode up to him on a horse. I mean, you wouldn't think that was suspicious hello. timing, would you? <laughs> oh, hello, I couldn't have noticed you were having mm. some trouble. Did someone call? Also, I'm kind of like, you know, the Parsons, a bit sort of... I, mean, it's just, I feel sorry for the clerk in this story, because he's just kind of like... I mean, presumably he's just like... Why is he called Porter? Why is he called the... Oh, the clerk, okay, so... The clerk is obviously just like his manservant or something, I'm assuming. Oh, right, yeah, so he yeah, probably right, does this, the... like, you know, the admin and sort of like, you know... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. I don't know. He's his bag man. He does some clerk, yeah, and, and I assume he's like a scribe or something. His button man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get stuff done, you know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've done plenty of writing in books. You don't worry don't about worry. it. Problems need solving, they get solved. Yeah, a lot they? of... Uh... A lot of people have accidents in the Langdon Hills. <laughs> Many a bishop does. Oh yeah, the world of smuggling is terrible around there. You never know. Uh, never know who's going to wash up. You want a cold bishop in the morning? You've got one. Right. All, so the, anyway, tri- so- all the trimmings. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I've just, I've just been a bit cockney. We're in Devon. What's going on? I fucking know. Let's I don't question. know. I got on the wrong fucking train, didn't I? That was the only money I had. You're doing deals with the devil. <laughs> What's going on? Right. So You're giving no... me a blinder behind the eyes. Oh, so this, this man in no way suspiciously turns up straight after he mentions the devil. Mm, would you need a <laughs> So they can't make out his face in the driving rain, but, you know, whatever. Um, but he was apparently no highwayman. 
as he offered to be their guide and take them whither they were bound. No, I wait with <laughs> <laughs> But only after they've dried themselves off and had a hearty meal at his house. Oh, they went to his house? Yeah. Like, oh, could I interest you in a hearty meal? <laughs> gentlemen, I couldn't let you go off the night like this. Oh, the weather is frightful. Oh, if only, if only we still had Hammer Horror movies. Hmm. Get some extra work in that. That's the plan. Revamp, yeah. reboot. Oh, who's going to be your um, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushion these days? Us. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Not quite another grammar test, but you get what you pay for. It's going to be straight to YouTube. Yeah. So somehow gets ruled off of that. It's relegated to something that somebody's revived. YouTube it's, going to, it's going to be relegated to True Social, but yeah. whatever. It's where the money is. Yeah. We'll get in that uh, that one of your... Uh, I don't know. So the Southern Pair gladly accepted. And yeah, this... well, that would be one... That would be wonderful, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hmm, it's no <laughs> problem at all. <laughs> so in, inside, they they dried their socks over the fire, quenched their thirst with a tame ale, and filled Finch their away. bellies with a delicious stew. Would do good. I interest you in a further bowl of stew. <laughs> oh no, sir, and quite full. Are you sure it's devilishly good? <laughs> just keeps making too many hints. <laughs> I mean, they kind of, yeah. So when Tom came to them to depart, the stranger gave them two horses to bear them to their destination. I mean, he's very friendly, strange, to be fair. Yeah, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah. The devil tends to be quite friendly, to I mean, start with anyway. Yeah. I mean, it costs you, yeah, but he's not. It's like a car mechanic or something, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's but, fine, exactly. But with the friendliness... Yeah, with friendliness. And then overcharge Yeah. So they mounted their horses and kicked them on, eager to see if the bishop were dead or not. Oh, come on, let's go and see if he's dead. Yes. <laughs> Yay! Don't kick Bishop Brown up the arse. <laughs> but the horses would not Oh, know. I really hope he's dead when we get there. Oh, that'd be great. And again, is it... I'm a bit... You know, is it just the first one who turns up when he dies gets the job? Yeah, so got, I think yeah. this is why the church might have had some HR issues. <laughs> this is the kind of recruitment policy that we're running. Yeah. I mean, presumably this was C of E, but uh, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, there's, well, Bishop, Bishop's Catholic. Uh, Arch, they're both, I think, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it can be both of this. And I'm thinking, given that it was down in Exeter in, I think this is meant to be like mid-19th century. Okay, Would have been probably. C of E. Um, anyway, d- d- doesn't matter, does it? Um, hello, hello, I'm CV. Welcome. Yes. They kick them in there with us. Do you like a sandwich? It's funny. It's so, the interesting thing about this sandwich is it uh, reminds you a lot of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he, did. he died for our sins, did you know? Wasn't that jolly nice of him? Um, so they kicked they kick the horses in with their stirrups, gave them a good hiding with their crops, but they refused to walk on. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Fuck off. And this parson, who is clearly as thick as shit, is, be damned with ye, ye beasts. May the devil take ye, he said. <laughs> he constantly said, constantly. You can't say he's not asking for it. No, he's constantly call, like, calling for the I mean, he's not, 
He's not the holiest. I mean, the fact that he he's wants not... his superior dead so he can yeah. get into his... Yeah, he wants his superior dead, and he's prick, constantly yeah. damning stuff to hell and asking yeah. the devil to take him. I mean, I can't imagine he's too... I mean, like, when it comes to sort of progression planning in the church... I can't really imagine that he's high up the list to be. The well, this is system. why he's getting. This is why he's trying to get in and force his way in because I don't think I don't think he's been talent scouted. I don't think no. he's been seen as you know good progression but, material. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. it's not. He's yeah. not a rough diamond, is he? Yeah. They look at the Bishop of Exeter. Well, his succession plan. Well, what about yeah. that parson down in the? Um, what the one who's constantly seven. the one who's constantly calling on the devil for yeah. help yeah, <laughs> and and wishing death upon his superiors. Yeah, no, probably uh, probably leave yeah. me dullish to be honest. Yeah, that's about his level. I think he's found. <laughs> See if he wakes yeah. up a bit until we until we could get enough together to get him out of there. Yeah. Anyway, the strange until, until we can get him to the new world. Yeah. Just... No, that's fine then. Yeah, get him on some missionary work ASAP. Yes, yeah, where the fuck's Patagonia? <laughs> Never you mind. No, that's wonderful. Plenty of chance for promotion. Huge diocese in there. Don't worry about it. So the stranger appears next to them, riding his black mount, and picked up their horses' reins in both hands. Surely I will, he says. Gentlemen. Are you called? Yes. You rang. These are damned fine horses. <laughs> yeah, he's not even trying to sort of like cover up here. So turning around, he rode them hard through the bracken and over the cliffs to meet their watery demise. <laughs> He just wrote, he grabbed it and just took him over the cliff, like Thelma and Louise style. Absolutely, yeah. Come on, boys, I'm for a (laughs) ride. (laughs) No, we didn't stop here. And then they were turned to stone and remain to this day a symbol of where greed will take a man or maid. I don't know what. And a woman. Yeah. No, no, I get that. I just kind of like, I think it's, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, and then the, the I won't read the rest of it. It was just about basically if you're interested in rock formations, Chris, they're, they're sedimentary. I am made of friable sedimentary breccia. Friable, delicious mm. Mm. rocks. Mm. <laughs> Always go down smooth. Keep you full though. Yeah, I'm sorry to say that uh, there's a very limited service for Dawlish in the upcoming rail strike, Chris. Oh no, upcoming. I think that's the constant rail strike, is there? Constant round strike, round clock, yeah. round strike. So that's that's pretty much the. Um, see if there's anything else around the. Uh, so yeah, it did used to be around the area was uh, there's this rock formation to this day where they call them the parts of the. Did the, the um, so did the bishop survive? Doesn't say. It doesn't say. Unbelievable. Yeah. He wakes I mean, up the, the next morning like... and there's two suspiciously parson shaped rocks. <laughs> oh. I feel like the clerk was collateral damage in yeah, all this. Yeah, I kind honest. of feel bad for Clark. I don't know what we've sort of made him into. I don't feel like he's really, you know, he's just getting slagged off by this twat. I think he's just got a bad boss, you know. Yeah. Maybe he should have stuck with him. Maybe he should have resigned. But, it's, you know, it's tricky. I'm not sh- I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably indentured, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, sure he, I'm not sure resigning. You couldn't low-key quit back in uh, the mid-1800s. <laughs> Yeah, we well, just like you know not feeding the horses and stuff, I suppose. But um, yeah, not really. Yeah, but then you just get beaten. That's true. Or end up in a workhouse. Wasn't very easy, was it, back then? Wonder what we'd have been doing back in those days, Neil. Coming from our backgrounds, you'd probably have been a clerk. 
Yeah, I think I might have been able to get up something like that. Or maybe like writing the uh, labels on bottles. That would have been good. 15 hours a day. Yeah. Well, you've got gorgeous handwriting, haven't you? Mm. Such flourishes. Oh. Oh. With your quill. So absolutely legible. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can't read them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad it wasn't around in those times. Not quite pleased that, uh, yeah. Much as we complain, it's better today. Indeed, indeed. And very little, uh, less, much less into facing the devil. Well, yeah, there seems to be less devil contact, doesn't there? He was, he was about a lot a few hundred years ago, wasn't he? It's a busy could, that, fella. could that be because he's won, Neil? Has he won? Well, exactly. It does make you wonder. It's the greatest and then he looked upon his creation devil and ever... said, is there nothing less, there's nothing left for me to do? Nothing left to conquer? Yeah. No, there's no, yeah, there's no sin left to create. Is the greatest trick that a devil ever played on humanity, convincing them he didn't exist? exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much the usual suspects. Maybe, no, maybe. Maybe. Have you heard of Operation Pitchfork? But that the twist conspiracy? is a bit easier to see Cabin these days. What? Kevin Space is the bad guy. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got to stuck yeah. out, to be honest with you. Anyway, so. Have you heard of Operation Pitchfork? No, is that a sitcom or something? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, a weird, real thing. It's a weird, well, no. It's a, cons- it's a weird, very it's old weird. conspiracy that the American government or CIA or Black Ops or whatever are working with uh, demons in hell, I mean, you know, and well, working, working before, in you tandem know, with hell. Hell energy, it's, it's a source we should tap, you know. Hell, yeah, well, I mean, Iceland runs on it, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Not the supermarket, although maybe. The geothermal, well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> heat, heat from downstairs, I think I know where that's coming from. Yeah, well, the, I mean, that, that's door. just because of all the all the oils you've put on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke, wasn't it, Neil? It was a kind of joke. Yeah. I wrote a joke yesterday. Do you want to hear it? Uh, yeah. He lied. Um, did you know that the uh, weather drizzle, mm-hmm. like rain, was actually identified as a discrete weather phenomenon by Snoop Dogg when he was studying his doctorate in meteorology? It's a kind of joke, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> drizzle, do you get it? Yeah. You should just be called Driplings. Yes. There we go. I can work so, that up into something, work that up into a solid 20. What, what, what you do there, listener, is sort of come up with your own punchline and set up, if you like. And you can yeah, and set up. Yeah. yeah, and sort of general you feel sort of around turn it. turn that into a joke, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to space for here because passing the clerk was quite short. Yeah, that was, a, that was about a 10-minute one, wasn't it? That we managed yeah. to get in there. Uh, anything else you want to talk? Is there anything else there about it? I'm just having a look through and see. Let's have a look on the wiki page. There's usually something extra there. Um, more about how it's sedimentary breath in your rock. Um, of Permian age, Chris, which is nice. You, you'll recount that the uh, soft rock layers are preserved from erosion by the harder cap rocks deposited above the strata. Um, a further outer rock, Shag Rock, lost most of its height in a storm in 1981 and then lost its head in a storm in 2003. Sad erosion, isn't it, of rocks? 
It's very sad. Yeah. So it reminds us, reminds us all of the passing of time and our own mortality. Of our, of our own existence or whatever. Um, let's have a look. Would you... Um, there's quite a lot of uh, legends from the town of Exeter. Okay. This one's down the road, isn't it? It wasn't the mm. Legends of Devon Collection, though, Chris. I'll tell you that much. No. Published in 1848. But most of them just seem to be um, weather-based. Are they? It's like a particularly rainy day, and what caused that? I can tell you in 1837... Are they all around a... Parsons being really interested in devils? Yeah, mainly. Yeah. But uh, so this one's a, there were, so just to kind of fill a bit of time, I'll tell you about a case of witchcraft which was tried in the Guildhall in Exeter in eighteen thirty-seven. If you'd like, oh, why not? So at the Guildhall, so this is out of a newspaper from the time. At the Guildhall, Exeter, on Saturday, a girl named Shepland summoned another girl named Diamond with a Y. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Not bad at all. Diamond with a Y? Yeah, D-Y-M-O-N-D. Nice. Yeah, sounds like a rapper. Yeah. Uh, on a charge of assaulting her. Okay, that's not... The defendant totally denied the assault, but said that the plaintiff had often accused her of being a witch mm. and used some very personal and violent language towards her to show her dislike for sorcery. The plaintiff, on being asked by the magistrate if she really thought the defendant was a witch, said, Yes, she has been obliged to draw a circle around her door to prevent the defendant from coming in. This, however, has not succeeded, for she has taken the shape of a black cat. Oh, that's the, that's the loophole they use, isn't it? And has come in and run over the room. She has said she had then changed into the Jack of Hearts, on which the plaintiff was so frightened she fainted away. Several times, the plaintiff had endeavoured to catch the cat to put its head on the fire <laughs> and had produced a large... Well, controversial evidence. You're clearly not a raving lunatic. <laughs> turning into Which, the Jack of Hearts or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, but from the card, Which yeah. Is, is apparently the most terrifying of cards. Yeah, Or, it or was it just scary. a huge, like, animatronic Jack of Hearts? That would be quite scary. I mean, it literally I turns into, like, a card. If it turned into like a character that was, you know, if it like was, yeah, that'd be scary. So, uh, so she produced a long needle to draw its blood, which would have then dissolved the charm. And she'd also employed to conjure to a conjurer named Baker to charm it, but it was of no use. Seems like and, you know a lot about witchcraft, my lady. Well, do you know what? In this instance, the magistrates dismissed the complaint. <laughs> And I would say that that sounds like someone's been at the ergot. Yeah, I think if they've been at something. It's a fucking tripping, man. Like seeing that someone, the jack of hearts, are going, hello. I want to go and have a drink of her bread, if that's uh, whatever's yeah, going on. Yeah, I think so. Some interesting moulds there. Yeah, I agree. Um, would you like to hear about a human salmon from the Derby Mercury in 1737? Why, why not? They write from Exeter that as some fishermen near the city drew in their nets to shore, to their great surprise, a creature of human shape, having two legs, leapt out of the net and ran away with great swiftness. <laughs> and they not being able to overtake it, 
knocked it down by throwing sticks after it. Nice. Well, eat well tonight. After their coming up to it, it was dying, and it groaned like a human creature. Its feet were webbed like a duck's and had eyes and nose and mouth resembling that of a man, only the nose was somewhat depressed, and it had a tail not unlike that of a salmon turning up towards its back. It's four feet in height and now uh, publicly shown in Exeter. So, so, so just some poor person with a, born with a deformity, presumably, to mid his birthday. Yeah, birthday, probably. Decided to batter it to death and go, no, it was fish it was. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the keeping yeah, the things like in the room. I'll tell you what, Chris, let's do, um, I've got here a, a Norwegian fairy tale. Oh, the well, parson's park. Should we read that? Out? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Um, so there was once a parson who was such a bully that whenever he met anyone driving on the King's Highway, he called out, Ever so far off, out of the way, out of the way. Here comes the parson. Mm. These parsons are up themselves, way. aren't they? Yeah, wankers. Yeah. One day he was. Probably, do you know what they've got? That they've got that that stink of middle management on them. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like past their own competence, but they think they're all this, that, and the other. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably all working. A little bit of power. You give someone a little <laughs> bit of power. Yeah, exactly. Someone incompetent. To learn about their character. One day, he was driving along and behaving so, he met the king. Out of the way, out of the way, he bawled a long way off. But to the king? To yeah. the fucking king? Let's not oh, come he's... at the king. Don't lose your head, mate. <laughs> he, he drove on and held his own. So it was the parson had to turn his horse aside that time. And when the king came up beside him, he said, tomorrow you should come and see me at the palace. And if you can't you answer prick. three questions, which I shall ask you, you shall lose your office for your pride's sake. Mm. I like to cut the king's jib. Yeah, she's um, getting involved. She's quite fun, isn't he? Yeah. Quite fun. Yeah, I'll ask you three questions. Yeah. General knowledge. I could just have you sack now, but let's do some riddles. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! This I is a got, fairy tale. I, I haven't got anything on tomorrow, so... <laughs> King ain't busy. <laughs> got a lot of ruling to do. King's got fuck all on. Friday's King, fun day. King's lonely. <laughs> King likes quizzes. <laughs> and this was something from um, far different from what the parson was want to hear. He could bawl and bully, shout and scold. All that sure. he could do, question and answer, were not in his line. So it's just a, it's not going to pass quizzes to them. Thick loud <laughs> just mouth, a thick belligerent arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and also, like, I mean, you. I mean, like in those days, doing that at the king as well. Just because like, it was far off. Like he's like the, he thinks he's the little ruler of his own land. He's not expecting the king to come through, is he? He's been well, hoist by his own petard. His fucking petard. Wants a bit of humility, didn't he? Yep. See if he does. Out the way! Out the way! Um, Fuck! It's the king. So he set off to the clerk, who was said to be more worth more than the parson, and told him he had no mind to go to the king. One fool can ask more than ten wise men can answer. And the end was, he got the clerk to go in his place. I mean, you don't oh, want to be thrown about the, the word fool, to be honest with you, mate. You've not been too broad on this one yourself. No, but that's, um, that's I've never heard that before, but it is true, isn't it, that one fool it's good, can it's ask good one, yeah. more than ten wise men can answer. Like, Neil, what is love? <laughs> <laughs> Can't answer, can you? No. Can't answer. Why is human? It's because... <laughs> it's because, human. We go now, human. Back to the stars. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah a good that's, a, that's a nice little turn of phrase. I'm going to use that in my next one-to-one at work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me a lot of questions? Yeah. Well, one fool can ask more than ten wise men can answer. I mean, yeah, I, I imagine he trots that one out quite a lot whenever he gets questioned, to be fair. Yeah, that's so he's got it tattooed yeah. on his arm. <laughs> you know, he just learned that one off by heart to deal with that situation. So the clerk set off and came to the palace in the parson's clothes. There the king met him out on the porch with crown and scepter. On the porch? Yeah. Nice. I, mean, I don't know where this kingdom is, but it didn't sound too fancy. It was like a rusty barbecue in one corner. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's king of the estate or something. Um, <laughs> king of the council yeah. estate. But he was... Hello. Yeah, it's like an old, old washing machine. Yeah. It's like a lad going past on a horse. But he was so grand, he fairly glittered and gleamed. Well, are you there? said the king. Apparently he's not spotted. He looks completely different from the guy you met the other day. He was glowed up, is what you're saying. Yeah. It's wearing his bling. Indeed. He had some sick jewels on. Hmm. Um, Tell me first, how far is the east from the west? A day's journey, said the clerk. How is that? asked the king. Don't you know the sun rises in the east and sets in the west and does it just nicely in a day? Very well. But tell me now how you think I am worth as you see me stand here. Well, said the clerk, our lord was valued at 30 pieces of silver, so I don't think I can set your price higher than 29. Mm. All sassy talk. Mm-hmm. Your mama. He's got some chat, the clerk, hasn't he? Mm. All very fine, said the king. Yeah, yeah, what a, yeah, yeah. Nice chat, let's see about question. As you're so wise, perhaps you can tell me what I'm thinking now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that I am a cunter. (laughs) (laughs) I could say, but I beg leave not to. Well, all right, three out of three. Both you and your mother might be quite offended. (laughs) (laughs) The obstinance of it. Oh, said the clerk. You are thinking it's the parson who stands before you, but that's where you are mistaken, for I am the clerk. Mm. Again, the king's clearly not paid a lot of attention to what's been going on here. He's got busy things. All the poor people look the same to him. Yeah, the, the amount of people he gets to come in and ask these three questions. <laughs> but his little game, he's never been defeated before. It's the same three questions every yeah. time. Well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, he wants to be a millionaire with Chris Tarrant. Mm. So this is, how it, this is how it started. Yeah. It's good. We don't want to give you that. <laughs> do you do you want to do you want to bank on question two for sixty four thousand? Um, be off home with you, said the king, and and be you parson and let him be clerk. And so it was. Ah, so he got. So he got the, he got the parson's parson, job. Yeah. Ah, that was right. fun going back and giving. But was that? But, but the clerk was already wealthier than the parson. So does he want to be the parson? I mean, also that's. Um, being the part, that's a religious thing. No, that's he was a vocation. Smart. He was smart. He wasn't. Was just, right. I don't know. They clearly didn't have separation of church and state in this kingdom. So, um, you know. Imagine that these days. Can't. Yeah. Can't imagine it. Um, okay. Well, a bit. Or church and crown, I suppose, would be. It doesn't say what, like, do you think the parson, the. From what we've heard, he seems like like very angry. He wouldn't shouting. take it well. I wouldn't have thought. No, no. <laughs> I don't think he would have handed over the keys yeah. quite quite that quite that easily. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, then, if the king had gone with him, or like sent some soldiers or something. Well, yeah, gone, gone with him, maybe, you know. There you go, right. Uh, all right, well done, smart. I'm sure the pastor now. You yeah. go and tell him, yeah, I'm not helping. Bye. Right, the requisite next. HR Who's the forms? next one? Right, here's some questions. What's bigger, north or south? This is, this is the problem with absolute monarchy, isn't it? You're making decisions based on who can answer asinine questions. Arbitrary decisions. Yeah. And not, yeah, yeah well. You know, you know, you're not, it's not, not for long term thinking. No, that's true. That's, that's why we're such a successful country. Would you like to hear about some ball lightning, Neil? <laughs> yes, that's related to. Yes. Uh, so this was also in the Derby Mercury, which seemed to get a lot of their information from the town of Exeter, many miles away. Mm. So um, this is an extra. Well, it's rather in the country, isn't it? Yeah. Derby's in the northeast, I believe. No, it was Midlands. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm thinking of. Um... Durham. Yeah. So here's an extract of a letter from Exeter dated 30th of June 1736. There seems to be a lot. So the human salmon was from the Derby Mercury as well, from 1737. So it looks like there just wasn't a lot going on in Derby and they were just getting stuff well, sent. I can from, imagine that, yeah. Stuff sent from Exeter, like quite a lot. They went through little periods. So, we had yesterday in this city a very violent storm of thunder and lightning which struck down several people and threw down one of the large stones of Trinity Church, which fell uh, which fell a ball of combustible matter as big as a gallon bottle of a globular form with various colours like a rainbow. It was transparent, sparkled and seemed all on fire. On a sudden it burst with great force attended with a sulphurous smell and a great smoke, by violence of which one Mr. Bass and a woman were struck backwards to the ground, and a child lay dead for some min- lay as dead for some minutes. This was so blown out, you know. Yeah. At the same time part of the door of Trinity Church was struck out and others injured and other injuries done to the roof and windows of that church. So ball lightning comes up quite a lot, doesn't it? But I don't think I think it's still not been proven to exist. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think if they've photographed it and videoed it and stuff, enough now that they... If in the clouds, you go, I think they've seen no, it. No, I think but... there is video of it oh, really? moving around. Um, I believe, I, I'm, don't quote me 100% on this, but I believe they do have video footage of it and, well, quite okay. I, I may not be correct on this, but I believe it's, um, it is accepted as a real phenomenon, but it's, a, they can't recreate really it. Really rare. It's, yeah, it's a very rare. They don't know what atmospheric conditions cause it. Um, yeah, it must be kind of, yeah. Do you like to hear about a a swarm of bees? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) This is a weird episode, man. Yeah. Um, So this is from the Exeter Flying Post, June 1892. Swarm of bees in South Street. Uh, On Sunday was witnessed a novelty in South Street. At about 11 o'clock in the morning, a large swarm of bees alighted on the corner of the house of Mrs Norris, auctioneer, and remained in a thick cluster for several hours. A beekeeper residing in Parish Street fixed a temporary habitation underneath the swarm in the afternoon and they gradually took up their quarters there, the whole getting lodged between 8 and 9 in the evening. It's nice, isn't it? Mm. Got a new little bee house. Do you think they'd be able to, like, you know, collect honey? It shows you di- direct action works. Well, that's, yeah. By the bees. Fair enough, yeah. Well, bees, um, bees are taking so over at this, right? 
yeah, well, good. Yeah. good. We can all do with a bit more hive mentality. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's the one thing we're missing out on. So, Neil, I think that's probably the last... Have we panned uh... out enough? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, so, should we go through our scoring system based on uh, all of the things which you've said? I think it's going to be a high-scoring one this week, Chris. So do I. I've got a feeling. I think it's... Yeah. I think it's um, I'm going to say this is our most... I think this will be the, the, the first perfect score. <laughs> We're going to get 80 out of 80. This is the one which I'm going to send to uh, the BBC to try and get us a series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were doing so well, kind of. Our audience share was increasing and everything, but, I mean, this is pretty much putting us... Just like self-immolation, zero, yeah. It was always going to happen. Yeah. we That was written into the business plan. Well, you get, you get to hear us running out of ideas and fuel, and, you know, in real time, which is, you know, its own thing. Well, it's a good thing, it, but it's, you know... No, it something. exists, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Something exists. So, Neil, spookiness. Um, yeah, I mean, like, meeting the devil and he's up to some tricksy stuff, that'd be kind of spooky, wouldn't it? Getting turned into... He was quite nice until he rode him over the cliff. Well, he knew that was coming, though. Do you reckon? He, play, yeah, he, he, he played him like a, a fiddle. You reckon? Yeah. Well, like, he knew, he knew exactly him giving him shit yeah. horses. Yeah. Mm. He'll just start banging on about the devil again. I mean, I was, I'll have him over that cliff too sweet, turn into rock. Mm-hmm. That'll make... But yeah, something nice for people to look at, isn't it? And a little legend for people to, you know... Well, and it's immortal. The devil you know, be definitely taketh away. It's a, it's a form of immortality. I mean, some would say, you know, if God were a bit more active taking care of this sort of business, there'd be less greedy mm-hmm. parsons around, you know. Made the world be a better place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some could maybe even use this as a critique of organised religion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not me. I, I, I'm I wouldn't a big fan of it. So, but yeah. That's, but you know, if you were that way minded, wedge. if you were that way minded, yeah. wrong minded, I consider it. But you know, each to their own. So come on then, score us up, yeah, Mister um, Numbers Boy. Yeah. So yeah, not terribly spooky to be honest with you. It's just kind of like a nice little bit of. Um, I don't know. It just makes me think a little bit of. Um, it's like a very minor Greek myth or something, isn't it? Mm. Um, but instead of a god coming down, it's the division. I'm banging a goose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what they like. Oh. And that's where we get apricots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might have to do that one day. Um, or bang so, a goose. No, <laughs> go do some great bits. Oh, right. Or something. I've got um, excited for a minute. Goose if you want. But no, don't actually, don't do that. Um, <laughs> You've got no say in what I do. If I was just bad enough, I don't want... You can make, you can make conscientious objections. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I've, I've been... Sorry, my mind's been taking over something far spooky now. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three out of ten. It's not particularly spooky. Three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the devil driving you off a cliff is quite spooky. I mean, I think the, the problem with this is the character... Parson is very unsympathetic. Yes. His, do you know what? Like, the spooky bit for me on this is the fact that his ambition, like, led to the fact that he was hoping that the someone else... The lackadaisical um, performance someone else died by the church causing this kind of, you know, chaos. Mm. Yeah. I think, you know, that kind of... Um, kind of wishing death upon someone so you can get a better job. I think that's quite... So it's kind of the human element's more spooky than the devil element, really. Mm. If anything, the devil did us a favour taking him out. Who was the real monster, Chris? 
human. Mm, as is often the case. So because of that, I'm going to give it four. We've learned anything so, from 23 series of Walking Dead and the five spin-offs. <laughs> it certainly knocked me over the head with it. Humans are the real monsters. Mm. Yeah, it's wise. Just let the devils eat your brains. Yeah. Oh, not the devils, the zombies. zombies just yeah. let zombies eat your brains. Just, hey, man, they're just, just nature. Yeah. It's just nature. Um, believability. So uh, not very high. Um you know, obviously, it's a rock formation, and people have gone, that looks slightly like something, and then come up with a story. It could be a face looked at from one angle. Yeah, that could, maybe. Um, Do you think they've got a similar origin story from Mount Rushmore? Because they <laughs> look like faces, don't they? Ish. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that one of... Have you seen the more impressive one, which is still being built, of Geronimo? Oh, yeah, yeah, where they're doing, like, he's on the horse and everything. Ish, that's huge, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, seen a picture, really cool. I don't know how long ago it was, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, believability is quite low for this one, although the the rock formation does exist, and I believe Exeter exists as well. I'm not convinced. Um, I mean, and even when, even when, I mean, I, I believe that there was a swarm of bees, so yeah. maybe that moves that. I mean, if we're taking the episode... And, you whole, know, that, that Norwegian thing about the king... Norwegian who, um, one. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the, as a king you're going to do, isn't it? It's like, I'll tell yeah. you what, you're a bit too cocky and a bit of an arse. He's smart, than yeah. you? How about I swap you around? Because that's yeah, what a king can do. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Maybe you think think again before you go running your mouth, Arson, yeah? Yeah, so I think I think in total I'm going to give it a five for believability. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, eh? What are you going to do about it? About breaking the rules? Yeah, fair enough. Give it a six. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, said than done. Lovely. Uh, so, narrative premise, Neil. All I mean, of them go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all of them. We've got just like a load of different short stories here, haven't we? So, lovely little book. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a nice. You can weave series, them into but... each other. Like, I don't know if you've ever read um, Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell. So he's got like about five different stories, and they all kind of interweave oh, right. into each other in different time periods. We could, do, yeah, we could know, do that. We could do something like that. So I think yeah. you know, it'd be very rich. You know. Not not just the uh, the narrative, but the metatextual kind of narrative as well. Oh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, it's going to be commenting on one another throughout the book. Just yeah. tell us, Me, you know, the, meanwhile, meanwhile, as old as time, humans are the real monsters. We can call it. We could call the series "Meanwhile in Exeter." Yeah, yeah, or the or the uh, the ex- Exeter filament. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Exeter the um, Almanac. Or the, yeah, the, the Exeter Tesseract. Off the base <laughs> of that pretentious Galax Garland novel. It's a good book, actually, but it's a pretentious title. No, the Tesseract is what the people touch in the Marvel thing to turn into superheroes. It's a, a hypercube unraveled, apparently, Chris. It's what? A hypercube unraveled. It's a, yeah, basically, he tells three stories that intersect. Hmm. And then uses an obscure physics term to try and make it sound cleverer than it is. Okay. Well, well, no, I like that, that sounds right, 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 term, but, right uh, up our alley. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, good, good novel, actually. But, yeah, title's a bit yep. weird. So we're um, going to give it? Um, so, yeah, got to be an eight for me. Eight, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot here. There's, this, uh, what you know, what was the Salmon Man's life? Like before, you know, yeah. they'd have that thing of him being pulled out. The thing which I hate most in TV programs, so you'd have him being pulled out by the fisherman, and then it would say, like, 
like two weeks earlier, yeah. and then you go back. Like my most hated Host thing of was the TV series, six forty-three um, or something. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot here: ball lightning, bees, yeah. you know, judgy kings, shouty people, the devil. I mean, it's got it all. So it's obviously a ten for me now. Yeah. <laughs> Reach well. Um, well, who doesn't, uh, who doesn't well, know about the past and the club? Again, it's going to be... It's, it's been a whole series of Supernatural. <laughs> they they did, a, did a long form. They did a spin-off of, series, didn't they? Yeah, it was a spin-off super, Supernatural, Past and the Clark. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Past and the Clark files. Yeah. Um, well, I think like they're probably known around Exeter, all of these Exeter things, and Derby, I mean, if it's big in Tamer... Yeah, it's going to be world country. <laughs> yes, you break Tamworth, you're uh, you break Tamworth, then you're Hollywood. Yeah, the world's your oyster. Um, and also, so it's got Scandinavians in it as well. Yeah. So well, they practically copied it in a, in a Norwegian folk tale. Yeah, I assume they so, got it out of the um, Tamworth yeah, of Express, or whatever that was called. They got it out of the Derby, yeah. the, the Derby Wanderers, or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what is it, Derby Mercury, of course. Um, yeah, so it's I mean, a phenomenon it's that causes ball lightning. So it's got a huge reach. I'm going to give it an eight, Neil. I'm giving it an eight. No less than a nine for me. That's nine for you. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, (laughs) So that gives us an overall score, a a well-deserved 53. Wow. One of our our bigger ones, Neil. Yeah. Good that... Good that we got that. Got I'm that glad we finally covered five. that. I think that's probably been one of our biggest. <laughs> well, that's the one we, we've been getting most um, most questions about on social media, yeah. isn't it? When when are you going to do this? Oh, like, more so than Bigfoot oh, or all of the, Roswell. All of the Parson and Clark stands. It's infuriating. Oh. But what yeah. I worry about, Chris, though, is when, you know, although that was like our best episode yet, I, think, I feel like I so. the expectations are so sky high. <laughs> well, I'm worried problem, people might it? not, you know, it still might not be enough. Yeah, it's like yeah. having a. It, it's the the Parson and Clark fans are like the BTS fans, aren't they? Yeah. The the K-pop fan, like that, like really, they they live live and breathe it. So, yeah. um, well, I'm assuming any errors or or, well, or I'm I'm really poorly throughout or anything like that. They'll be all over that. I'm assuming we're going to get a lot of death threats, but you know, I'm I'm ready. I mean, I'm leaving the country. I'm committed I'm, I'm to the craft. Leaving- you know? I'm getting I'm getting off the internet for the next month, Neil. I'm yeah. I'm um, I'm heading out of the country. I don't know about you. I'm deleting my Twitter accounts as we speak. Okay, I'm, I'm virtuous shredding them. Yeah, so um, you know, um, you all know the email address. I'm not going to give it out because there's only so much. Of the email inbox will be full of poison pen letters yeah. from the Parson and Clerk Steins. Um, but yeah, like. We find we finally broached it, so I'm glad you're all happy. This has obviously been our biggest and best episode so far, if we do say so ourselves. Um, and yeah, um, back with something much, well, much bang back down to earth next, next week, unfortunately. But with, yeah. a, with a bump, Neil, it's yeah. going to be like a real come down. It's going to be a um, trial, but we'll get through it as best we can. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll, we'll see you next Thursday. And um, I'd just like to say from both of us, you're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Get that good. Really good.